Welcome to Horror in Session, lesson number nine. Today's focus, we're going to be focusing on the Halloween films. Once again, I am your host, as always, Reina Cervantes, and I am here with my wonderful student, Kayla. Hi, happy Halloween, guys. Yeah, happy Halloween. Uh, for those of you just listening in, we're, we're recording on Halloween, ironically. So we figured it was fitting to cover these movies. Um, we had to do it. Yeah. How to, how to do it to him. <laughs> um, and today we are joined by Dwayne Miller, host of the Cinemania podcast and a film critic from the Boston area. Hi. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm very, very excited to talk about everything today. Yeah, no this, problem. Thank you for agreeing to come on. This is so weird because Dwayne <laughs> is my host on Cinemania World and he's not the host today. And it's just so weird. It's the Twilight Zone, Kayla. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dwayne, how does it feel to be on the other end of that, uh, on the other end of that podcasting this time? It's weird, but it's kind of it's kind of relieving in a way because once you were talking about editing, like last night I had to edit for like two hours the women in horror episode. You know, Kayla was on that one last night mm-hmm. and stuff. But uh, yeah, it's really it's like it's a little bit of a relief because you know when I'm when we're done here, I can just close my laptop and go do my thing. So <laughs> so I, I I actually don't mind this a lot, you know. So love that. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm super excited to talk about these three films in particular. Unfortunately, I I kind of trimmed the fat. I didn't want us to cover the entire Halloween series, so I kind of mm-hmm. curated probably the three most important ones in the entire right. series. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you guys are ready, we could just hop right into it. Let's yeah, get I'm excited. Started. I'm so excited. <laughs> Let's do it. So the first film we're covering on today's lesson is Halloween from 1978. Directed by John Carpenter and written by himself and Deborah Hill, the film stars Jamie Lee Curtis in her debut film role, Donald Pleasance, PJ Souls, and Nancy Loomis. Made on a budget of no more than $325,000, the film went on to gross $70 million at the box office, making it one of the most successful independent films of all time. Often credited with creating the slasher genre, the film sits at 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, Kayla, had... Have you seen Halloween before this episode? Yes, right? I have. I I watched it two years ago only, so actually still pretty recent. Um, and I didn't know that this was Jamie Lee Curtis's de- debut, and I didn't know that this was credited of being creating the slasher genre. So that is really interesting. Um, I visited this film two years ago because I was just starting to get into horror films. Um, that's what I think that's when I watched Hereditary and I was like, wow. Um, so then I watched this and I was like, I don't know, the vibes are just immaculate. <laughs> There's mm-hmm. something about this film you don't see in anywhere else. It just really does give that Halloween vibe. And it makes me feel this was, yeah, the 70s. Okay. So I have never, I haven't lived in the 70s, but if I was to pick like one film, that I thought the 70s would like was like it would be this film um yeah I just think this film is really beautiful I love the music I've heard the music before but hearing it in the film is just a different story to see that all come together and um yeah I think he's I think he's really cool because he's faceless and I think that's what makes him so mysterious and scary Mm. and And, uh Dwayne uh what's what's your history with this uh particular Halloween film so Halloween 
Uh, it's probably like my second favorite slasher movie and slash, you know, horror movie of all time, just because I was introduced to it at such a young age. My mother was a fan of horror and I lived with my mom, um, you know, when I was when I was little. I think I watched this movie when I was like like nine uh, because I, I loved watching scary movies when I was little. I was never really into like the kid movies. I was always into horror. So I watched it young. Um, I, I I remember loving it and stuff. And then I was I was always Michael Myers or Ghostface from Scream on Halloween. Um, it was some, it's a movie that I re- revisit at least twice a year, every single year, cause just because I love watching it. Um, and yeah, I, I also wasn't born when it came out. I kind of wish I was just to see like what the vibes were at the theaters and stuff. It seemed for that time, like that amount of box office is actually really, really good. So, um, yeah, I was very, uh, very, very, like, I love this movie so much, you know, I love everything about it and I love, um, I've always just been a fan of it. And, you know, I have like three different kinds of kinds of copies. I have the V, uh, the VHS, I have the DVD, I have the Blu-ray, I have another collection edition of the Blu-ray. So I love this movie so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was actually my, my personal, uh, gateway in horror. My mom showed me this movie when I was like seven years old and, mm-hmm kind of then i've kind of gone down the rabbit hole of like the slasher genre or just horror in general um this this movie is for sure like a monthly watch for me just because i i think it's one of the few movies out there that's like legitimately perfect um yeah just the fact that this was made for like next to nothing and at a time when slasher slasher films were rare um there's always debate whether this movie or black christmas or texas chainsaw started the genre especially because those came out before halloween Mm -hmm. but i think this one perfected kind of the tropes of what everyone expects from a slasher film Um, yeah i would agree plus it's the most popular right like those films you mentioned aren't as everybody knows michael myers without even seeing this movie or without even knowing michael myers is from halloween like people just know him you know yeah yeah Mm -hmm. like mainstream yeah, yeah. It's definitely become like an institution of like horror films in general. Um I I kind of just want to bring up talking about like analysis of this. Um to me this movie really stands up stands out cuz it's like it's almost like a commentary on like suburban fear. Mm-hmm. So at the time this is like when at the time people would move from the cities to the suburbs to kind of escape that dangerous city life. And it's like, what happens when something chaotic or as dangerous, like a, like an escaped uh, serial killer, like what happens when that happens and what's considered a safe haven from everything else. Um, There's a lot more like a prof, what word am I looking for? Prolific? Prolific? prolific serial killers during that time too right like i mean they had like the night stalker ted bundy Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. so and and i think halloween kind of has the lasting appeal because it's a commentary on that and and also like the shape himself is like this like personification of evil or your deepest fears it's it's kind of almost supernatural in a way like like the way dr loomis talks about him going like he's not human and yeah and like the blackest eyes the devil's eyes it's like the shape isn't like a human he's he's your fears manifested in physical form i love Um, that yeah right down 
we're going. I was just gonna say I just love that they it's like supernatural but it's also not supernatural i think with a lot of supernatural horrors it's hard to just turn that off and go to sleep at night um but i think that watch some there's something comforting about slashers that when you turn it off it's it's done but Mm -hmm. to add in that like michael myers is this um this godlike being that can never die is also really scary. Like, were you guys scared watching this when you were younger or no? Definitely, at least when I was younger, I was. Just because I always, like, I thought the mask was just so, it's a very simple mask. It's not all like, you know, when you go to the Halloween store, like Party City or like, you know, um, those Halloween kind of theme stores and you see masks, most of them are like, like the modern ones are more like, outlandish and have tech like testicles coming out and then and then they'll be like you know veiny and stuff like that and with like maybe like a skeletor kind of stuff just like outlandish clown stuff but then when you look at the when you look at the michael myers one it's just a face you know and it's just like it's just a white uh just a white molded face and stuff and it's, it's that's it with some hair coming out um and i always thought i always liked that look but when I was younger, I was—I remember being really scared of Michael Myers, but something always drew me to watching the movies um, and stuff. And I always just like, I used to have dreams about Michael Myers when I was little, like nightmares and stuff. And uh, when they when they did go the, the more supernatural route later on in the franchise, that p- kind of made it made it more scarier for me just because he was one of those things that you just couldn't beat. Uh, but definitely in the first one, I, I used to get scared a lot. So, so yeah, I want to, I want to comment a little bit more on that mask. Um, you you said like it's like white and featureless it like he the shape straight up takes the form of like your most primal fear he's as scary as you make him out to be as you perceive Mm. him and i think that taps even more into like oh this was like this primal suburban fear of like violence and danger and he was that personified and i think uh carpenter really tapped into something with that you agree I mean, at the time, like, how often did you get a movie where it was, like, this unstoppable force going around butchering teenagers? And that's crazy, too, because the body count in this movie isn't even all that big. It's not, yeah. yeah. I believe it's three. Yeah. Three people die in this movie. I, I was watching today before the show. Um, Yeah, I think the two in the house, the one in the car. Yeah, just about. Just about. I think three. Yeah. Yeah. As of right now. It's, tiny body count and and in fact that's even commented on in 2018 the version from 2018 that we'll be talking about here later um where he's like he just killed like three people like in the grand scheme of like modern society and whatnot it's almost not that big of a deal but at the time it's i mean it is a big deal that people got killed but Mm -hmm. it's like (laughs) compared to the modern atrocities that happen today this was like terrifying back in the day the idea that something like this could happen so why yeah, do you guys agree. think that michael focuses on Lori? i never understood that so so there's there the sequels which we're not talking about today um <laughs> dive into that more yeah, yeah. oh okay um but for this standalone one i think it's just just because i think it yeah, I think it's a mm. metaphor for like your fears just constantly like kind of picking at you. Yeah. 
like they're just constantly there in the back of your mind. They never leave you. Um, I genuinely think Carpenter was on to something when, when he wrote this one. Um, because this is like one of the only ones in the franchise where you can get into real deep topic discussion about it and what it represents. And uh, it's, it's, it's just so great. I love it. Uh, I love almost everything about this movie right down to its core. Um, the fact that it was made for like $32,000 is, is insane to me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, like Kayla, did you know that it's not actually filmed in the Midwest? Like, it's not actually filmed in Illinois. It's uh, actually Pasadena. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The whole, yeah. It's 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 shot in Pasadena. You can actually go visit the Myers house to this very day. I believe it's a dentist's office, but I think it's also up for sale. I um, have to go see it then. <laughs> and and the budget the budget was so small that when they shot it in the summer in Pasadena. They had to bring their own leaves and the budget was so small that at the end of every shot, they would have to rake them up and redistribute them on the next scene. They would have to reuse the leaves. Wow. I, I used to I used to love the um the special I watched the special I usually I usually don't watch a lot of special features when I have like mm-hmm. um DVDs or Blu-rays. But I watched this one and I just like the budget that they did, especially when you go back to old time movies back in those times, like I remember there's like some shots where like the budget is like shown, like the post production budget as well too. Because I remember like one of the scenes where where Laurie Strode is walking, you can see John Carpenter's like cigarette bud, like you know his like smoke from his cigarette come up um, behind her, well behind like mm-hmm. a bush, and I was like, oh that's such like really funny and stuff. <laughs> um, as far as Kayla's question about um the like why, I when I was younger until like more recently, I think when I t- until I turned like like maybe like 19 years old i always mm-hmm. thought he went after her because you know that was just sister and that was like the whole family dynamic thing that they were doing um but until yeah until like i re- but then i realized that oh he wasn't that he, he never intended for her to be for her to be like his sister and i was like okay because they never we, we do go into you know we will go into like halloween 2007 with rob zombie but at least that movie focuses more on the whole sibling relationship and that's what rob zombie did differently yeah um, yeah and, and they don't they don't even talk about that at all until halloween 2 in the original series right like this first movie they are not siblings. yeah that's what i thought yeah. so i thought i thought that they were always that that's just why but then i think it's more creepier uh when he's just he just wants to just pursue her ever mm-hmm. since she she like delivered the mail at the myers mm-hmm. house it's so crazy how the butterfly effect works how he she probably wouldn't have been in this mess if she just didn't deliver the mail or whatever uh but it's just <laughs> That those kind of re- that kind of reasoning of just just because scares me more. It reminds me of the strangers, and at the end they're like, "Why are you doing this to us?" And they they're just like, "Because you were home." I always mm-hmm. love those kind of like that. That just scares me a lot more than you know a reasoning behind it. You know. Yeah, yeah. and uh, you talked about like the budget showing and everything. I think a lot of the reason the bu- the super small budget doesn't show in this movie is two reasons you got one the fantastic direction from carpenter himself i mean man's a legend mm-hmm. at this point and two uh you have the cinematography work of dean gundy now what a lot of people don't realize i mean unless you're like super into film and whatnot is that d gundy the the cine the director of photography on this movie mm-hmm. is also the director of photography of the original jurassic park really oh i did yeah, not know same, that at all <laughs> 
Same guy shot both movies. So that comes Insane, after. Right? So Jurassic Park came after Halloween. Oh yeah. Oh okay. yeah. Jurassic Park was in like 1993. Okay, because I was like, there's no way they could afford him after Jurassic Park, but that makes sense. Then. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, Jurassic Park came out after Halloween, Kayla. <laughs> I don't know this stuff. Okay. <laughs> what? I'm, you guys are acting no, like I should know this. No, no. That's the whole point <laughs> of the podcast. Remember, <laughs> it's the like. It's to like talk this through with you. It's, um, but I I think I think it was just like them coming into their prime, and it's like everyone kind of took off after this movie. I, I mean, also Jamie Lee Curtis for sure took yeah. off after this movie. I've um, known her she, from Freaky Friday. That's what I grew up with. Yeah, see, <laughs> no, she's a she. Nothing wrong with that. I love that movie. <laughs> Yeah, see, she's she's become quite the household name, but um, back in the late seventies, early eighties, she had done like nothing but horror movies. She was like a bona fide screen uh, scream queen, uh, until her agent said, "You have to stop doing horror movies because yeah, cause she was in like Prom just... Night, right? Yeah, one, she was yeah. in Prom Night and Terror Train. Yeah, yeah. Um, they basically told her, "It's like you're gonna have to stop doing horror movies, or you're forever gonna be." doing these and like in a weird way she kind of did end up forever doing them mm-hmm. because she's doing like three more of these movies yeah. we'll talk about that later but you know i i love her to death same um and then the teenage the teenagers in this movie are are all super likable yeah i like the dialogue i think that i think that mm-hmm. it really brings in that um 70s vibe i was talking about because obviously like mm-hmm. things were different back then so to see them like babysitting what they're doing for halloween it just all takes me back to that time period yeah, agree yeah you. definitely mm-hmm. um and i think the testament to that is uh the fact that uh he had the co-writer uh deborah hill with him she was fantastic um you love just them working together Uh, just that that dynamic duo of john carpenter and deborah hill back in the day was damn near unstoppable Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh they collaborated numerous times and all of their collaborations are just fantastic pieces of, of filmmaking um but yeah i i definitely think this movie holds up very much to this day the part that still always gets me is the part where it's where she's standing like in the closet way and then the shape like slowly starts to like reveal in the dark background oh yeah <laughs> like you know the shot i'm talking about right yes yeah, yeah she's just so great some of the like that's why i said like the camera work in this one is so good especially with um I forget I forget the character's name, but one of her friends who was like doing laundry. He's just oh, yeah. like his mm-hmm. you see the silhouette of him a lot in that scene. Um and then he'll just like mm-hmm. go away and whatnot. Um and a lot of people have a pro a lot of people that I speak speak to with this movie have a problem when it comes to like, you know, how long it takes for him to like actually kill someone. And I think that's because the tension is done so well. You know, mm-hmm. I, I never had a problem with that because I thought it was like, you know, when he finally does see that we finally do see that first kill, he's kind of just like capitalizing on who to go to next. Mm-hmm. anticipation 100%. yeah you love it it oh man we we can't talk about camera work and not bring up the entire opening scene oh of course yes and the and the mask just, and oh so good yeah, yeah just uh the one take going through the house mm-hmm. yes it's so just, great it's, legendary it's it's crazy when you watch the behind the scenes and like hear them talk about how they did that it's insane um I, 
that shot still like gets me to this day because it's like stuff like that is still kind of rare um so to see it in something kind of this like old like 41 years old it's it's pretty astounding um i definitely get why this movie took off because uh if i was if i'm remembering correctly while i was reading up about it at first it wasn't that successful but then insane word of mouth like happened about it Mm -hmm. and it just blew up damn yeah i'll have to ask my parents and see what they have to say about it (laughs) (laughs) were they alive during it yeah they were born 60s late 60s oh hell yeah i mean they always talk about when a stranger calls and jaws Mm -hmm. but i haven't asked classic ones yeah Yeah. (laughs) so yeah um so before we move on kayla do you have any closing comments on halloween something you like you dislike you notice anything i think this one will this movie will hold up for a long long time and so yeah that's what i have Mm -hmm. to say about it it has and uh Dwayne, do you have any closing comments on halloween uh yeah it's one of my favorite horror movies of all time uh one of my favorite slasher movies of all time i think it, it does kick off the slasher genre in a big in, in the major way psycho psycho was the one that did but I, I do think this one did like a much better job as getting it into mainstream and, and to see how far the character has come to being big we're gonna we're gonna go into it later but as far as like people miss you know liking the character so much as far as box office goes when when 2018's one came out um goes to show how much the character means to a lot of people so yeah i'm definitely a big fan i i have nothing but love and enjoyment for this for uh, halloween from 1978 and then uh myself i i kind of have nothing left to add to the conversation except that if you haven't seen this movie maybe finally watch it because not only is it one of the greatest horror films ever made i definitely think it's one of the greatest films ever made of all time um yeah that's one of my favorites i absolutely love it great oh yeah i agree agree definitely um so if you guys are ready, we'll just hop, hop right into our next topic Eek. that uh, I think is going to have a lot of uh, interesting opinions. I definitely have a lot to say more about this one than, than probably the next, the other two, just because there's a lot of things that go wrong and some <laughs> things that go right. So we'll, we'll get into it. <laughs> All right. Well. In that case, our next one we'll be covering today is Halloween from 2007, a remake of the original 1978 film. It was written and directed by Rob Zombie, starring Malcolm McDowell, Sharon Moon Zombie, Tyler Mayne, and Scout Taylor Compton. It was made on a budget of $15 million. The film made $80.4 million at the box box office and broke the record for the largest Labor Day opening ever, a record it still holds to this day. The film sits at a 27% on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm. Uh, Kayla, uh, um, just yeah, just uh, come right out the gate and say what you thought of this remake. It's so bad, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) She she just came right out and said it. (laughs) Um, you know, it's it's funny though because aside from the bad acting, the awkward dialogue, there is some good points at the beginning where I was like, okay, this is kind of interesting. Um, 
I like to see the in-between because you always wonder the in-between. And so I like to see um, Michael Myers uh, growing up in the asylum. Um, So I thought that was really interesting. But other than that, everything after that was bad. Uh, I after when it became remake zone, I was like, no, nah, I don't want to watch this. Um, but other than that, Danny Trejo and the other spy, the the spy kid, the brother. Oh, his name was Juni and Danny Trejo. Yeah, spy yeah, yeah. reunion in this movie. That's all I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh. Dwayne, do you have thoughts on Rob Zombie? I have thoughts. I have a lot of thoughts. Because listen, um, I'll start by I'll start this by saying I was really excited when it was announced. I think I was around the age of like 2007. I was around the age of like 13, you know, and I was just really, really pumped to get new Michael Myers content because the last one we got before that was Resurrection. We don't talk about Resurrection, um, and that's a good thing. But so going into this one. I was excited and stuff, and I, when when I came out of the theater, you know, I won't talk about what I came out of the theater because you know, you know, as a kid, you just love everything, but when, like now, what I the way I look at it is is like Rob Zombie is one of my least favorite horror directors, just because he gets in his own way, and I was glad that he at least for the most part in this one, when it comes to the second half of the movie with Michael Myers and Laurie Strode, he does try to resemble everything that that the nineteen seventy eight one does. But and I was actually a fan. I actually am a fan of the origin of Michael, and they kept the whole sibling thing, which I did, I still don't mind and stuff. As far as like it being the baby, um, you know, the baby's Laurie Strode and all that type of stuff was really was was clever to me. Um, the kid act, the, the kid like performance and stuff, all that stuff is not good. And Rob Zombie just has this problem when it comes to writing and directing women so bad. He like everyone every 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 female that's in this movie it's like they're white trash or something like that and that's just from him and i don't know if that's how he grew up and i'm just like no like the mom is like the mom is, is whatever she is they have they have this brad Dourif is in this movie and it's so awful the dialogue like like every freaking word is fuck shit fuck 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 like all these horrible like derogatory terms to the mother and the mom's just like taking it like oh yeah you know i'm just like like rob what is this you know the sister is like you know he he directs the sisters to be very like to be very very just you know slutty and stuff like that and i'm just like that's annoying uh then then laurie strode laurie strode i don't think it's bad in this movie but when you compare it to the like the 1978 one, I'm just like, I don't buy this is Laurie Strode. She's yeah. crying all over the place, and I don't know what's going on here. What I what I do love about this movie, I do love um, uh, the guy who they got for the new, um, you know, the new uh, Loomis. I, I mm. actually enjoy, you know, Malcolm McDowell. I, I enjoy what he did. I enjoy the relationship they try to set up with him and Michael. Um, and I, I also love the actor, Tyler Maine, who plays Michael, is so big and huge. And I love that. You know, I love that he was just always this imposing figure. Because that's something that I don't think I've gotten in the 1978 ones or even like the, the sequels. But this one was where I was like, dude, this is a monster, like a like a monster. He's humongous. His arms are like long. Like, you know, he's scary looking. And I love that. 
but it's just Rob Zombie doing his Rob Zombie isms that just get me so annoyed when it comes to this movie. And I sometimes try to praise it as being different. Um, and, and, but sometimes I realize that some of it is really, 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 really bad. Like, you know, there is like, we were talking last night during the woman in horror, uh, show about just like, you can tell when something's directed by a woman and you could tell when something's directed by someone like, like Rob Zombie, there's just like boobs and it's just, um, and that's never what the 1978 movie did, you know? And it was just like, it was just weird. And what's the kid's name who plays in the in the Spy Kid movies? His character. What was that? Like, <laughs> like, like he the way he's talking. No one about, finds like, him. Right. The way he's talking about Michael's mom. I do like that first kill. But the way he's talking about like Michael's mom. I'm like, what is this? It's just very <laughs> Rob Zombie. And I and that's why I hit the the second one is my my least favorite movie in the entire franchise. Because that's just not Michael Myers at all. And I won't even talk about that too much because everyone knows how much I hate Halloween 2 for Rob Zombie. Because that's when he goes full Rob Zombie. Um, but I, yeah. So I don't know. I have I have a lot of mixed feelings on on Halloween 2007. So, oof, God. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, I think to me is... Um... I, li I like Rob Zombie as a horror filmmaker. Yeah. I like I like a good... Oh, yeah, I like a good full disclosure. I like a good like ninety nine percent of his movies. Halloween two thousand seven is like the one of his movies I don't like, um, and for reasons you may not expect. Mm -hmm. uh, so initially, this movie entered production as being part of the original series canon. It was originally going to be called Halloween: The Lost Years, and was going to focus on Michael's years in the mental asylum which I think is fairly obvious when you take a look at the finished product. Um, but to me, I didn't like any of that yeah. because it personified the shape. It, it took the shape from the original movie and turned him into Michael Myers. It turned him into a human, somebody we can empathize with. And to me, that was never the idea behind the shape as, as an antagonist. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, at its core, it doesn't understand Halloween at all. Yeah. It, 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 it really doesn't. Um, the parts that I do find bearable of this movie are the parts that remake the original because because they're like the original. Yeah, yeah. Um, as far as like the, the writing and the characterization, I 100% agree that I don't think Zombie was necessarily a good fit for this. To me when you watch stuff like house of a thousand corpses and devil's rejects, like you would want somebody like Rob Zombie to remake Texas chainsaw. Yeah. Massacre. Like what are you doing? Giving him Halloween? Like what? <laughs> I, re I remember it was certainly a choice, but like at the time he was just coming off of devil's rejects, mm -hmm. was, which was like one of the most popular, like horror films yeah. at the time. So I guess it made sense. And then, uh, yeah, and then and then it was so weird because uh, he actually like backtracks like in interviews like initially like John Carpenter told him to make it his own, so he did, and then uh, and then he went and said in interviews he's like, oh, Carpenter got mad at me that I made it my own, but I know from firsthand accounts mm -hmm. that Carpenter like straight up says he's like, no, that dude's a fucking liar. Yeah. <laughs> so yes. Yeah. So so he's not the biggest fan of him, not because he changed Halloween, yeah. but because he, he, he straight up lied about it, which 
I'm off. I which I feel like he did that because he was trying to defend his vision. Uh, I definitely think the second Halloween from Rob Zombie is an improvement. Hear me oh out. God, no. It's an improvement. <laughs> it's an improvement. The girls are fighting. It's it's an improvement because it goes full tilt Rob Zombie. Right. It's like a full blown Rob Zombie movie. Which by this point, I, I. Okay, I would have much rather had a full Rob Zombie movie than this weird mishmash of like, oh, we're gonna be Carpenter and Rob right. Zombie. We're go- we're gonna be the original, but also this weird thing with like this child killer and his mother and whatnot. Whereas the second one is like, listen, you already know what you're getting with right. this one. We're just going full crazy with it. Can I just tell um, you just real quick the reason why <laughs> my main problem with with Halloween two. <laughs> I yeah. so re- remakes. I do not mind remakes. Like I've 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 spec written a lot of you know of my favorite you know horror movies like a remake. You know, so I'm not someone who who absolutely hates remakes. So when it comes to Halloween 2007, I said the reason why I appreciate this is because it still resembles Halloween. I don't think Halloween two resembles anything as far as Halloween because it had at the end of the day it's called Halloween two, and I don't even mind you going full Rob Zombie, but at least have it even like incorporate something or anything that has something to do with this franchise or just the name. Michael Myers has his mask off. There's unicorns. I just what happened, you know? And I they have the they have the hospital. Yeah, yeah. That's, I was gonna say that. That's the only thing that resembles like a Halloween movie is the opening hospital, but that was like a dream. And I was like, Oh, okay. So and then Laurie Strode, is like a goth. And I said, okay, you know, <laughs> um, but like I, that's my main issue is when remakes and studios do this thing where I just want, we just want the title, but the movie's not going to have anything to do with anything that the, that even the, the, the actual movie did. Like that's my main problem with last year's black Christmas has nothing to do with what the black Christmas, the other two, even the last remake tried to do what the original did. Black Christmas was just some, some like, like movie about like a sorority. And I was like, this is not, what black christmas was and that's my only issue when it comes to or that's why i'm one of many like issues when it comes to halloween too because i'm like this ain't this ain't michael myers he's talking he has a beard he's he's he listening to country i don't know what's going on so i i i i just didn't that's my that's my main issue with that movie see see hard disagree and because <laughs> but i do like the differing opinions we have on this episode right. i like having different views on stuff um so everyone can decide for themselves hard disagree but uh i brought it up in the remake episode it's like if you're gonna remake something i want a new take i want something new if i want to watch the original i will go and i will watch the original Mm -hmm. if you're doing something new then by all means please do something new and to me the 2009 halloween 2 was that in spades it was it was not trying to conform to the rules set by the original, but trying to carve out its own thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like there are questionable stuff in that second one, like Michael Myers running around unmasked and and, and Goth Laurie Strode and a bunch of stuff. But 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 by by God, like I enjoyed it because I couldn't compare it to the original. It's like it's it's standalone thing. And when you bring up all those different like aspects that that particular movie had it's like what other movie in the halloween franchise has stuff like that Mm -hmm. 
Um, and yeah. to me, that makes it stand out among the back. I, I guess I probably would have liked it more if it was like if he came out of the woodwork and said, hey, this is my new slasher movie called The Guy in the Hoodie or The Beard Dude. I'd be like, oh, you know, I like this movie. But the fact that it has, <laughs> the guy in the hoodie. I don't know. I'm just, just the fact that it has that that title. I just I'm just like, man, I don't know. I and of course I'm not asking him to like to like you know just do what the second one did entirely. Um, that's why I enjoyed his 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 like his remake because like in the beginning it's like a whole new kind of thing and I like that you know I liked I I I, I wasn't I, I wasn't bothered with the whole um who like you know who humanizing Michael Myers but and I kind of like at the end of the first one he the point that he's trying to do in the movie he's just trying to connect with the one person when he was little that never really bullied him. That was his little baby sister. Then it turns into like him trying to kill her when she just rejects him and stabs him in like the neck. And then, you know, that's when it turns into like Michael Myers versus Laurie Strode. But I do like the scene where he just takes off his mask, shows her the picture, but he still won't speak. You know, he kind of just like surrenders to her a little bit. I, I, I was always a fan of that. And see, that's where I think the series was that, this particular point i i know this has kind of shifted to more of a halloween too, <laughs> from 2009 conversation um don't worry i don't have to read off facts for that one yeah. it's pretty much like the same cast and crew yeah. um for that one but um that's where it kind of was the series was at this point is too many like i think there was this like subset of fans there were there were two different groups of fans that wanted two different things mm there were like it was like it was released at a time where like no matter what this movie was gonna be not everyone was gonna be happy yeah um but but i do look at it and some of the risks they took with some of the weird stuff in it and go like damn a studio really put out that movie that's great you don't see that too often anymore um and like like you may think for good reason you don't see that too often anymore um but to me it was i i like i like that it took a risk whereas i feel like the first 2007 mm-hmm. one played it a little bit too safe yeah i can understand that i can definitely understand people wanting something different and that's why because there's a lot of when i was younger i was like dude this this is trash but then as i got older i i understood why people like it I'll, I'll never like this movie ever part, part <laughs> of it but like um it's too rob zombie to me and i don't like any of his horror movies any but like you know i i completely do understand as far as why people enjoy the different takes of it um so when i'm looking at halloween rankings people have people have this one over the 2007 one i'm like oh my god but i get it but oh my it's, god <laughs> it, 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 it's like i don't like it but I respect yeah, that's, I'll say that. Yeah, I respect you trying to switch it up. I just, I think it's because I, I like Michael Myers is like after Ghostface for me, and I love the character, everything that it does, represents. Mm-hmm. Say what you want about you know the H two O and resurrection and all that. Like that, that's still mm-hmm. Michael, you know. And I and I love all of that. The mask choices in these movies are a little rough, but like at the end of the day, I, that, that, that's Michael Myers, and I can I can tell. I can look at each movie and know that it's Michael Myers. I can't tell that this is Michael Myers in this movie because he just looks like some 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 country bumpkin, and the mask is like not even on him, and so he has a hoodie. And I, was, I don't know. I <laughs> so, but I get it. You know, I respect the decision. You know, I, I'll, I'll go with that. I guess it's it's it, the 2007 one was released like right in the thick of like 
every horror movie like being remade yep, at the time. Yep. It was like released right in the middle of like Texas Chainsaw, Nightmare on Elm Street, mm-hmm. Friday the 13th, When a Stranger Calls, like all these movies were getting remakes around this era. And this one, the 2007 one in particular, like didn't do enough. These movies were becoming rehashes of their original source material. So it made sense to me why the 2009 one, people were like getting tired of it. Like, sure, like you had the friday the 13th one coming out that same year but i i definitely understand the sentiment of like okay let's not do what we did the first time around because right right kayla like like you said like the entire second half is just almost like a beat for beat remake of the original one i don't like that yeah see like like i'm not saying i'm not saying kayla would like the second one oof but I think, uh, but I think Kayla, we'll but I think Kayla you. would under, I, but I think Kayla would understand why they did something different. Yeah. Well, we'll see. <laughs> you know what? Extra, extra credit homework, Kayla. Oh, you gotta watch Halloween oh, too. No. <laughs> Kayla, I'm your, I'm your friend. Okay, please don't do it. <laughs> this argument was so heated. I love to see it. <laughs> no, it's it's all out of love. Yes. It's all out of, course, of respect. Of I mean, if if I was gonna bring people on that just agreed with me every single episode, it's like, what would be the hey, sure. even? Huh? Same way. I'm the same way when it comes to my pod. Like if you listen to the live shows over at, at, at on our show, Hannah and I just disagree all the time. But I, I love her to death. So <laughs> Can we gang up on you about the lighthouse right oh now? Right here again. Uh, like to talk about the lighthouse, doing. Yeah. <laughs> why, why does everyone try like, to trap me when it comes to the lighthouse? Like, 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 like Kayla's got her arms open. She's like, "What? What? You want to talk about the lighthouse? You want to go?" <laughs> um, just, uh, Kayla, do you have like? <laughs> wrapping back around to our initial topic do you have like any other thoughts on halloween 2007 like as a whole or just, or is it just kind of there i just don't like laurie strode i tuned i tuned out the last half of the movie um and i also the thing that bothered me was the way that he was taking so long to kill the people, but this time they didn't do the anticipation as well. And so it just fell really flat and like felt really weird. And he was just, it's just gore. Yeah. 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 Rob zombie isms. I'm talking about. (laughs) And he was just showing up in houses and that's not as scary as when, you know, Michael's outside the house and then he gets closer and he gets closer. But then in this movie where he just shows up in, um, her friend's house just randomly standing behind the little girl and then later he follows them to to the other no kills them later i I thought that was really weird he just showed up in the house like all random and he just kills them later and i was like what was the point of that and and they're like sleeping in like an abandoned house and yeah that was really weird almost every every woman in this film dies topless he just Man, it's it's rough. It, <laughs> it, it it leaves a bad taste. The police it. officer didn't even put a jacket on her after he found oh, her. Oh. Let's not even. This is without even bringing up the fact that the unrated version has like an, an a full blown. Oh, I was actually gonna ask about that. If any, I was I was gonna ask which one you guys saw because I saw the one um, where okay, there was like two of them, right? Like mm-hmm. in 
in the yes. theater, I saw the one where he was when they were escorting him, and then he, he just mauls everybody. I love that. And so that's the theatrical. Okay, cut, yeah. which is kind of hard to find on home media. I know in the Halloween box set, the unrated version is included. So I have the um, I I have the box set, you know, the collection, and I had that mm-hmm. one, and that was my first time seeing the alternate version. I said, "What is this?" And this. That's one of the reasons why I absolutely dis- despise Rob because I'm like, what is this, Rob? It's not a rape scene to where it's like, oh my God, this has to happen in the movie. It's just his thought process while writing this was like, you know, let's get a rape scene in here. And Michael saves the day, kind of. And it's like the most disgusting rape scene I've ever seen because, like, the guys, the guy, yeah, the guys are just like gross and it's like a mental Wait, it's Kate, like a Kate, person. Kate. And it's really, it's really bad. Kayla, which version did you watch? Did you watch a rape scene? I did not. Oh, so you watched the one where he just like brutalizes all the guards. Yes, that's the one I love. And so I guess the studio or something must have told him, like, dude, what is this? Like, no, we. This is. Do you know how much blowback we're probably gonna get? You know, with this scene, and um, it's really disgusting. So, so for content, for so for context, and we can throw a trigger warning up right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kayla, in the unrated cut, um two guards take a, a female inmate into Michael's room and uh, oh, brutally wait. rape her. I do remember that now. Oh, yeah. Fuck. yeah. I did erase that from my memory because... It's really bad. It's really like... I was so yeah. shocked when I had the box set and I was going through my marathon and then I was watching it and I was like, dude, where's the breakout scene where he where he just mauls over the, the guards? And then it's replaced. The two, the two guards are disgusting they take them they take the mental uh patient and she's all like scared like scared and then they're like touching all over her then they rape her in front of michael then michael saves the day then that's how he breaks out as it's so bad oh yeah i do remember that now uh, that was really bad we we don't have to talk more on that subject um but before we move on i will just say this about the 2007 one as well is uh i Strangely, for all of its thoughts, I think the ending is one of the best endings in the entire franchise. When she shoots him, um, agreed. Yeah. yeah, where she just like blows him away, like in the face. Yeah. Like I saw that in the theater, and I was like, "Oh wow, no sequel!" And I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's it's pretty great how they're like fighting over the like revolver, and she just like sets it off in his face, and it just ends with her Heart screaming, screaming, like covered yeah, in blood. Yeah, yeah, it's it's good stuff. Um. But other than that, yeah, I I pretty much said all I want to say yeah. about this movie, or all that I can like mentally handle, like saying about this movie. Mm. Um, not a great one. No, um, I am. Um, yeah, and I agree about the ending too. And I actually like the ending kind of battle between them two a lot, a lot more, you know, as well. Um, and and stuff like that. There's there's just like there's just stuff where there's just so much potential in this. And even in two, like there's potential in both of them, and just I don't know what happens, just, <laughs> you know. So yeah. that's just what I'll say, at least. So, long story short, just untapped potential. Mm-hmm. Um, quick uh, word from our so, sponsors. Yeah, before we move on, let's do a quick word from our sponsors. <laughs> okay, a quick word from our sponsors at Super Yaki. Folks, do you love movies, the good ones, even the bad ones everyone told you not to like? Sounds like Super Yaki is the place for you. 
The team at Super Yaki loves movies so much that they've dedicated every waking moment of their life to bringing you top quality merchandise to showcase your love for them. From soft, super soft t-shirts advocating for the immediate production of a third national treasure to comfy sweatshirts that serve as a call to arms for all those in support of making Judy Greer Americans lead. They even offer top quality enamel pins of some of your favorite directors like Sofia Coppola and Jordan Peele. Super Yaki joyously brings you wearable love letters to the movies and filmmakers you love. Plus, the team at Super Yaki screen prints all their apparel using eco-friendly, 100% water-based inks and ships using compostable polymillers for an environmentally friendly alternative to online shopping. And as a special gift to you, listeners can save 10% on their offer order with code SUPERFRIEND, all caps, no spaces, at checkout. If the spirit moves you... Find them at superyaki.com. That's S-U-P-E-R-Y-A-K-I. Let's watch more movies. Once again, thank you to Super Yaki for sponsoring this episode. Um, you know, let's just let's just dive right in. Yeah. Um, speaking of uh, making Judy Greer America's lead, our final film we're covering today is Halloween from 2018. If, in case y'all haven't noticed, all the movies we're covering today are called Halloween. <laughs> That's who Judy um, Greer is. I had n- I'm so sorry, super yucky. Don't don't get mad at me, but I had no idea who Judy Greer was this whole time. And this is why there needs to be advocacy. For <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah, the last movie we're covering today is Halloween 2018, which is the sequel to the 1978 original directed by David Gordon Green, written by himself and Danny McBride. The film stars Jamie Lee Curtis returning to her role as Laurie Strode, Judy Greer, and Addie Maddichok. The film also brought back Nick Castle as The Shape, reprising his role from the original one in select scenes. Made on a budget of no more than $15 million, the film went on to gross $255.5 million at the box office, making it the most successful slasher film of all time. The film sits at a 79% on Rotten Tomatoes, and it's been called a return to form for the series from fans. Kayla, yeah, what did you think of this movie? <laughs> I have seen this movie as well. Um, so I saw this in theaters when it came out. Um, mm-hmm. When I first saw it in theaters, I liked it, but I didn't love it for some reason. I can't tell you why. But mm-hmm. watching Halloween, the original, and the horrible 2007 one, and then to this one, I was like, okay, this this is a really great film. Um Watching the 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 original one again, um, a little slow for me um, to for for my liking to continue to watch over and over again. Sorry, Dwayne and Reina, I know that's your favorite. Um, so yeah. Halloween 2018 is more my speed. I, mm-hmm. as you guys all know, I love teen stories, young adult stories. So the fact that they you know, continue. It's it, it reminds me of like the Force Awaken is a new hope. And as this is like, this is how the same structure as the original Halloween, but with different characters. And then we have, you know, Lori's granddaughter taking her place as Lori, kind of, you know, and I really like that. And I think it's, it works with the modernization. Um, and I just love the kills in this one. And well, okay, first of all, the title credits, 
I could watch those title credits over and over and over and never get tired of them. (laughs) Chef's kiss. (laughs) So good. Um, But then, you know, the kills in this one, they go back to that, you know, that camera quality where it's like he's looking in at them. But now it's like just more modern and it really brings in that halloween day feel especially the moving through the neighborhood with all the chaos going around like i don't know those shots just really stand out to me and really just make me feel like it's halloween day Mm -hmm. (laughs) and yeah i don't know it just i could watch those scenes over and over again i watched them for the first time actually at comic-con because i was at the panel for this i think i was waiting for venom afterwards because i wouldn't like choose to to go to the panel because I'm not I wasn't like a super fan but this was there and they showed us that that first kill one of the first kills in the neighborhood and yeah mm-hmm. I can't get ooh. that out of my mind the, the tracking shot of Michael just walking through and ooh, yeah, yeah. That's good stuff <laughs> yeah uh Dwayne you want to take us away on this one sure like, tell us your thoughts on this one so halloween 2018 uh so today i have i have a i have like a little podcast event going on for uh, called the Killerthon, um and halloween 2018 actually was the spark of it uh we didn't do it last year but like 2018 we, we, we did do one and it was a lot of fun and then we came back and well, a bunch of friends and i watched uh halloween and then came back and talked about it so uh, the, the movie the movie is like one of my bet one of my favorite theater experiences i would say as far as i love watching a horror movie with a pack audience like when i first saw uh, us in theaters and then it chapter one and two in theaters and then of course halloween is always so fun but then you know you you, you watch it a few more you watch a movie a few more times and then you you kind of get mixed on it or you know if you're like 1978 like with me i love it each time i watch it this movie i i there's a lot of stuff that i enjoy but there's a lot of questions at the end of the day where that i had there's a lot of moments that just felt kind of out of nowhere um and i'm sure we'll get more we'll get into more of like the the, some of the scenes in the movie but yes uh this brought this brought michael myers back to like its old form um i loved watching what was i think it was a it wasn't a castle in some of the scenes but a lot of the, the scenes with with the michael myers uh suit was uh, James, I think it was James Jude Courtney. Um, and I thought he's a great, he was a great Michael and stuff. And um, yeah, I loved Laurie Strode in this. I loved the new, I loved how the relationship between her and Judy Greer was was one of my favorites because, you know, she, she after that whole traumatic experience, she had a kid and then she all she wanted to do was train Judy, Judy Greer. Um, and I really enjoy that aspect. The new, the new school students, like um, if I have to go with them, you know, when they do bring a, like a franchise back and they want to introduce a new cast, I remember watching Scream 4 and I loved all of the new people. But the new people in this one, um, well, the only one I liked was was Andy Matashak, I believe that's her name. And and the other babysitter who dies. She's like a blonde. Yeah, like She's in Virginia Garden. Yeah, I love yeah. her. Like, I thought she was so fun. Everybody else was trash. Like, everybody else was just not a good character at all, at least to me. Um, but at least those two main ones were were good. The, the boyfriend was dumb. The, the 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 other dude who tried to kiss her was just weird. And so, yeah. So, but everything else, I really, I do enjoy this movie. I'm looking forward to watching it tonight, actually. Right on. Um, full disclosure, before I dive into, uh, d- dive into talking about this, um, behind me, I have a professionally framed theatrical one sheet of this particular movie. Oh. So if I talk it up, just know I am a giant fan of this movie. <laughs> um, um, yeah, to me, this this was the return to form. Um, 
I actually definitely think it's actually the best of the Halloween sequels. Not better than the original, but definitely the best of the sequels for the main reason that this is like this at its very core is a story about Lori tackling her traumas head on after what she experienced in the events of the first film. Um, The shape once again is taking on a metaphor, whereas in the original, he was a metaphor for suburban fears Mm -hmm. or like irrational fears that you would have this one he's almost a metaphor for trauma and your abusers think about it when you experience trauma or abuse their life goes on like they don't give a fuck they don't have a care in the world they go on while you're left kind of suffering and in this movie when he escapes he doesn't go straight after Lori. he just does whatever he doesn't care about her it's when she attacks him and tries to face him head on that it's like, oh, okay, I'm going to turn my attention towards you. To me, I thought that was a really smart metaphor for, like, especially in, like, the the resurgence of the Me Too movement that we have in movies. Mm-hmm. I felt this movie kind of did it in a smart and clever way. Um, and then once again, like, just as a Halloween fan, got to, like, got to acknowledge that I'm a huge fan of, like, the tracking shot through the neighborhood. Yep. Or the mm-hmm. fact that Michael, once again, is normal size instead of being a freakishly hulk, hulky tank in the Rob oh, Zombie come one. on. Tyler Mayne was amazing. <laughs> Listen, he, Tyler Mayne would make an amazing Jason Voorhees. Okay, that's but fair. Michael Myers, I that's don't fair. know. <laughs> um, agreed, agreed. I, I, definitely, I definitely have some issues with it. Yeah. Like some parts admittedly do feel a little uneven. The beginning. Um, yeah, with the podcasters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what what po- You don't mind what, what, what podcasters have three thousand dollars? <laughs> listen, listen. <laughs> that's a great point, but listen. You? <laughs> oh man, that's funny. I, listen, the the opening I I think because I like the trailer so much, the first trailer when they're like when they're talking to him and then things start to pick up and then like the dog is barking and everyone's going crazy. Um, and then the when when Michael kind of nudges when he takes out the mask is so fun to me. Um, what, yeah, I do like that. I got to go with what Kayla was saying about the kills. The kills are great in this movie, like especially when he does break out and he's kind of like trying to find some clothes and whatnot. The gas station stuff was so great. Um, the guy with the jaw, his jaw open on the desk was just so amazing. They reuse a kill from a Rob Zombie one, but actually show you it this time. Which, which uh, the head stomp. Oh, oof, the head stomp was crazy. Yeah, like in the Rob Zombie one, it cuts away. You don't see it, but this one, it just full blown shows you like the head being crushed. Yeah. And it's like great, like practical effects too. Mm, right. So um, yeah. none of that CGI junk, which which I love. But um, other than that, the podcasters were annoying and like you're not supposed to pay people for it's against like journalism rules pay people for an interview so uh, yeah conflict of interest uh kind of arises there you know? <laughs> i was glad he died though i was like you know you one of those wow. <laughs> you know like, you don't get to hear when when um, michael myers kills people but when the podcaster dies you're like Oh, that scene at the gas station where he's like up at the counter and in the background you see Michael just, just beating the mechanic. Up. Yeah, that was great. And it's yeah. and it's like super subtle too. Like it's like blurred out of focus mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. 
definitely definitely like has those callbacks to the original one where like if you don't pay attention to the background you miss like little details the bathroom was so um, gross i'm like oh my no, god no, straight up i watched that scene and i get like yo just don't even go like i don't even <laughs> i i hate public bathrooms especially gross ones like if, it, if if i used like when i used to be in security at like some some like car lot and the bathroom was gross i just wait till i got home because I, I can't do it <laughs> So when she walks in, especially her, she's all she's all nice and preppy. I'm like, yo, get out of there. Like, know. you know, unless <laughs> you really have to go, you got diarrhea or something, just get out of there. I'd rather like, him kill me than crawl on that dirty bathroom floor. Right. He's I, like I, crawling. I, I, <laughs> nasty. nasty. I, I, I always kind of do dig the end of that scene, though, where he goes to the trunk of the car and puts on the mask yeah. because it's the transformation from normal Michael Myers to the shape. Yeah. yeah. Like, and the score. It's like the yeah. transformation is complete. And, like, um, I, I want to, like, just, like, praise the score in this movie because John Carpenter does return, but they added, like, some kind of synth Stranger Things kind of mm-hmm. stuff to it. Like, the score that comes up when... Uh, what what's the I, I'm I'm blinking on her name the new final girl, um oh uh when she comes so when when she starts yeah. to get chased by Michael and like her friend dies she sees her friend dies and then they add that little mm, like that part to it Allison love, yeah, Al- yeah Allison like I love when the um, score turns into that it's just so great that that track for our listeners is called uh the shape hunts Allison. I, I love that score so much. I've listened to it so many times, like, you know, while cleaning, I'm weird, but I, I love that I, score. I, I own this soundtrack. Like I own like four different vinyls of this soundtrack. I didn't know there was a vinyl for the Halloween soundtrack. I make, I, I make oh, it. yeah. it's so great. I, I own three of the standard releases. And then they, last year they did a limited expanded release yeah. that has music that didn't make the movie. Um, Still pretty good. That has that on there. Still really good. Uh, definitely like for for our listeners who didn't know this was the first time that john carpenter had any involvement in the series Mm. since like 1982 yeah so it was quite the big deal not only was he involved in the score but in some of the creative decisions as well i think that's why i was so excited because i found i think that's why other people were excited too the movie did bonkers money like it did bonkers money and i think laurie added give like bringing back jamie lee curtis bringing back john carpenter and people really hope they were really honing in the fact that this hey this is this is like a return to form john carpenter has our blessing and that's why i have so much faith in scream five because that seems like that's what happened with that what's happening with that movie um it's just some of the decision making in this movie was just weird the, the doctor turning was just so strange to me um, um yeah I, I i remember what danny mcbride said in an interview when uh when this came out post-release that him and david gordon green when they pitched this movie pitched it as a two-part movie but they decided to only do it as one just in case like it wasn't that successful so a part of me thinks that maybe it was altered to like be like its own standalone thing until they got the okay to do the sequels yeah um definitely definitely do think that directing and the writing is really good um I also think about when Jamie Lee Curtis said she came back because this movie had actually something to say um and i want to reiterate my point that i think this is like the first one since the original where 
it does provide like a substantial metaphor for what's going on. Yeah. Agreed. Um, yeah, hundred percent and stuff. Um, yeah, I, I enjoy. I think it's my. I think I do really, really enjoy H two O. I kind of grew up on H two O, but I think it's Halloween twenty eighteen is probably my third favorite. Um, just because like a lot of things they do get right. There's only some things that I feel like that that, that they just shouldn't shouldn't have done. Um, but most of it I really enjoyed. Um, yeah. So it's a lot of fun. I remember watching this in the theater. I saw it like three days early because I worked at AMC at the time. Um, and we got to watch it in Dolby Cinema. And Dolby Amazing. <laughs> I remember I was like the only one that it was like 12 of us. And I think out of everybody that walked out, I was like the only one that liked it. Oh, wow. Oh, really? And, well, yeah, my friends and I were my friends that I went with, too. They were some of them were mixed, too. Like some of them didn't really enjoy it that so, much. So there was an obnoxious amount of hype before it came out. Yeah. And there were a bunch of reviews saying it was better than the original, which no. Because it premiered at TIFF. So people thought it, yeah, it premiered at TIFF. So it was like, yo, this is like a serious sequel. And um, a Fantastic Fest as yeah, well. Yeah. So then that's where I heard like, oh my God, it's the best. And then I was like, okay, you know, let's get into it. And then um, I watched it. I was like, okay, it was good. But, you know, I wouldn't. It was. I, I definitely. I do think it was a little bit, a little bit overhyped. But I'm. I'm real. I was really happy that it made so much money because I love when horror movies do well in the box office. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you legit love to see it. Um, personal antidote. When I worked at AMC the year this came out, and you know, I was working on Halloween Day, which, full disclosure, is one of the slowest days of the year for a movie theater because nobody goes on Halloween. Mm-hmm. Uh, our Dolby Cinema projector kind of like took a shit, and we had to cancel all the showings of this movie. Oh, no. that's crazy. yeah! So I was like, "Oh, we had to cancel Halloween on Halloween." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I I definitely do love this movie. I love I love Judy Greer in this. Movie so do I. As uh, Karen Strode, she's fantastic so do i that part that part where she's at the bottom uh, of the stairs making ah, like that's a it's, it's, a, it's an iconic part because i was yeah. like i was like wait a minute what's what what is this and then she's like crying and michael and she gets him and she's like gotcha and then she i yeah she's that. like gotcha and just blasts him yes i love it so much 10 10 out of 10 moment <laughs> i was in the theater i was like oh hell yeah <laughs> um a lot of good moments like that in this movie. A lot of people hate the part where the cops are arguing about the bond me. So I like that I part. Really, I actually really like that part. I think it's like hilarious and like a great release from like the tension that we're feeling at the time. Yeah, yeah. I do. I guess like I didn't mind it because I was like when, when when they announced who was directing and who were the writers, I was like, okay, so there's got to be some some comedic parts in this. Yeah, there's gonna so be I like humor. It, in it. You know, I expected it. Like a lot of people got mad at the. I mean, it got a pop in my theater as far as like people laughing, but the whole like peanut butter on my penis part i laughed you know it's fun it's it's harmless to add, oh, and, add and, comedy uh, in these movies julian the kid that uh that uh virginia gardner's character vicky babysits Ooh, fantastic. Oh, he's so like, funny. He's like, he's like i want to be sitting here clipping my nasty ass toenails <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there was humor he's, in the first, great. the original film, too, between the teenagers, so it's not like, I feel, I feel like it's not, like, unusual. It follows the same tone. Yeah, it's not, like, it's not insanely out of no. character. Um, and, and, you know, I had, a, I had a tweet about this the other day. I'm like, I don't get when people are like, oh, no humor and horror. I'm like, you get no humor and horror, you get a movie like Rob Zombie's Halloween. <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't mind it. A lot of people get upset at humor and horror. And I think that's why I love Scream so much. Because, like, listen, there's nothing wrong with that, you know? I guess if 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 you're adding humor to, like, The Conjuring, I expect that to be, like, more serious and grounded. Actually, they do add humor to The Conjuring with, like, with I was going to say The Conjuring has you. Yeah, with that that guy, one of the, one of the, one of the invest, one of the, like, um, one of their partners, you know, the guy with the bat, like, the bathroom team and stuff like that. Yeah, Yeah. so you're right. It's harmless. It's fine. Yeah. If it's done well, then who cares? I I know people said it was sacrilege that this movie was called Halloween, but in my eyes, it rightfully earns that name. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like like I don't mind. It shares the title. It's confusing for sure. If yeah, you're a fan of the series, yeah. but you know, I'm not gonna like bang down someone's door going like, "How dare you?" And you know, I made the argument that I like Halloween too because it was something new. And like, even though this one does have callbacks to the original, it is genuinely something new as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's- I would agree. Just all around great stuff. That ending is great too, where she's like, "It's not a cage, it's a trap," and mm-hmm. they like trap him in the basement. And then he just like, you know, I like that he's not like like squirming to get out. He just stands there, like I I get it, you know, chess move, brilliant chess move, you know. So I enjoy. Which that. is a callback to the opening mm-hmm. scene where they're at the asylum and like it looks like a chessboard. Oh yeah, I didn't even realize that. So yeah, I I enjoyed it subtle details and a huge reason why i love this movie (laughs) um this one i can't watch the original anymore without throwing on this one like right after Mm. i watch them back to back all the time i feels it it's it's good i mean i'm glad i'm glad you 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 like the original and this one kayla a lot i like this one more than the original I'm like, we were about to throw hands if you didn't like any of these movies. No, I'm kidding. You know why why I... I enjoy the movie too because just like what Kayla just said, she's like she likes this more than the original. I don't even a lot of a lot of gatekeepers in the horror community be like, oh my god, she doesn't even get it. You know, I think that just stands out to how much the movie, the movie kind of was made for this time period and how like when you watch a lot of the remakes, they just try to keep that that same kind of aura like they had in the and like back in the eighties or seventies. But I think if you can appeal to the, the old audience who enjoy the original and to a newer audience like Kayla, who's just introduced to horror, then that, that shows something, you know? Yeah, definitely. Definitely, definitely. It's hard. It's hard to do. I, it's very yeah. weird, you know, and I don't know. I like remakes. So when they do stuff like this, where it just blows it out of the park, it really impresses me. Agreed. Definitely. I, I would not want the task with doing a sequel to the original Halloween, but you know, uh, hats off to David Gordon Green and Danny McBride for pulling it off. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. Um, it's great. So this is a new segment that we usually do, and we've only done it one episode, but you know, going to kind of keep it going where we talk about the future of the franchise in question that we're covering and if there's a future at all. Um, so as far as we know, given coronavirus, this is all tentative to change. Um, Halloween kills is set to release October 15th, 2021 and Halloween ends is set to release October 14th, 2022 using the same cast and crew from the 2018 Halloween film. Um, I just wanted to ask, how do you guys feel about the fact that this went from kind of like a one and done thing to like a trilogy? Um, for me, 
I just, I, I get it. Just because the movie did so well, you'll want to capitalize on that. Um, as long as it's not like, it's not, if this movie was god awful and they did like, and they're doing two sequels, I'd be like, oh my God, like we don't need it. You know what I mean? But if they, if they have a plan, that's when it comes to like sequels, <clears throat> I hate like sequels where there's no plan. We just want to do a sequel because like the, the movie did so well. That's my main, saw. like, saw. Yeah, saw. <laughs> right. Like, that's my main issue with like Sinister 2 because I know you didn't have a plan with this. You just saw the money and saw the, the critics' approval and said, let's just do a sequel. The director didn't come back and, and it was a disaster, you know? That's what that's just when I have an issue. But as far as this one, they have a plan. They're doing two more. It looks like from from what I've seen from that new kind of teaser, it looks like it all takes place after you know this, like literally right after this movie. Um, I'm I'm I, I'm really skeptical on them doing three, like a third one, just because I'm like, how are you gonna keep phoning this in as far as like not them not finding a way to kill Michael, especially when he's kind of a human in this one too. So um, yeah, we'll see how they we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Um, yeah, Kayla, I'm interested to hear your thoughts because uh, I really like how you, how you brought up a kind of like a an allegory to like the Force Awakens, <laughs> and we all know Star Wars is a trilogy, multiple trilogies. So, how do you feel about the fact they're doing a trilogy of this one? I mean, you know, it could go really good or it could go really bad, and. From, like, Halloween 2018 is not a perfect movie. There's a lot of writing that's really awkward and downright bad at times. And so that scares me because, I mean, okay, it was good, but some of it was bad. So how much bad is there going to be in the next few movies? Like, I don't have that much confidence in them just because sequels tend to be worse than the first one i mean it chapter it okay so like with it there was a plan for that and it Mm -hmm. is good but it's bad and then it chapter two is bad you know so pull up pull up (laughs) Oh man, this will this will be a topic for a future episode. Please have me on, but I love it. Chapter two, um, and, but not for reasons that you think. You know, I, I, I I'm I'm gonna say it once again. I like that we all have differing opinions. I just well, okay. Whether you like it, chapter two or not, you have to admit that the writing is bad. Um, so that's. My only thing about it, I just think that the writing could be terrible for these next two films, and that scares me. Um, yeah, I, 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 but I genuinely, I, it gains my attention when I hear somebody like Jamie Lee Curtis or John Carpenter going like, oh no, like, I know it sounds like hyperbole, like, oh, the sequel's upping the ante, but it's like, uh, I genuinely believe Jamie Lee Curtis would say no to these movies. Like she's not hurting for money or anything. I think she would say no if she didn't want to do them. So yeah, something has to be in place for those scripts that she's like, yes, I want to commit to doing three. Of That's how I feel about Nev Campbell with Scream Five. So I completely agree. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a reason why these people like what's going on here. And and listen, the movie she got a good bag in that, in that last movie. So hey. You know. Yeah, she don't need any more. Right, she's right. just doing it to do it. 
um and once again um that movie was supposed to come out like like this week i think yeah originally yeah it was supposed to come out october 16th 2020 yeah so it's done because it's it's done it's done i said they said like this next year they're just i guess they're working on an imax conversion oh that's nice uh, and jason blum has gone on record saying like regardless of what happens next year it will be released. I think they could have so, could have released it on VOD. Yeah. I, th- I think they I think they could have too, but that deal with AMC and Universal hadn't happened yet when yeah. this delay happened. And for those of you that don't know, the deal with AMC and Universal is that Universal will put their movies in the AMC theaters, and after 17 days, they're allowed to go to video on demand. Mm. And the first movie we're seeing that with is Freaky, which comes out. November thirteenth, it comes out on demand December fourth. Oh, so, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. FYI, Freaky comes out December fourth on video on demand. You don't have to go to a theater to go see it if yeah. you don't want to. Um, which that deal wasn't in place. So I imagine what Jason Blum says when he's like, regardless of what happens next year, Halloween Kills is coming out. I think it's because of that deal that no matter what happens, it's going to come out because it's going to come out on video on demand as well. Yeah. Um, Definitely excited for the sequel. It's got even more returning characters. You got Nancy Stevens coming back as Marion Chambers, the nurse that was assistant to Dr. Loomis in the original one. You got uh, Charles Cyphers coming back as Lee Brackett, the sheriff from the original movie. Uh, you got Anthony Michael Hall playing Tommy Doyle, the kid that that Laurie was babysitting. What? And you got yeah, and you got Kyle Richards from uh, Real Housewives coming back as Lindsay Wallace, who she played the little girl in the original one. Wow. Like those characters are are coming back as adults. That's interesting. Yeah, and that little teaser you actually see Tommy Doyle. It looks like he's holding like a baseball bat and like rounding up a mob. So I'm like, oh, is it going to be like a town mob going after Michael? Because it's like a continuation of that same night from the first movie. Yeah. I'm excited. Uh, yeah, very excited. I think the sequel looks fantastic. It's ironically getting released like on the 40th anniversary of Halloween 2. Okay. Okay. How is that relevant? <laughs> Well, because like the 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 2018 one got released on the 40th anniversary of the first one. Really? Yeah. I think it's yeah, hey. it's a 40th anniversary. That's movie. I think all of that is why it did so well. You know, so yeah, it was like this big like 40th anniversary celebration for Halloween. Yeah, interesting. Um, definitely super excited for. You know, it's Halloween. I'm going to see it regardless of whether it's good or bad. But, you know, I'm excited yeah. for, at the prospect. I'm glad I got to live through a good Halloween movie release. Same. <laughs> um, any any last thoughts on the future of the franchise, Kayla, or anything? No, you wanna I'm excited. Add? You're excited? I'm glad you're excited. <laughs> um, what about you, Dwayne? Anything? Um... Yeah, um, as far as as far as the movie, once again, I had a really really good time. It's definitely like still, the thing I love about slasher movies is that I think slasher movies are the best movies to watch with friends. You know, like I I would love to just sit down and watch these movies. Of course, with like the both of you, and then some some of my other friends who are into horror. It's just that's why I I love the app. I love the atmosphere 
that these movies cause. So I'm not even that upset that it's going to that's going to the theaters next year because I can imagine in a year from now everyone's just going to be excited. The buzz of like horror being back in the theaters is going to be great. They're releasing it during Halloween time, which I mean, when they released Halloween 2007 in like August, I was like, what is going on? <laughs> like. Yeah, they used to be summer movies until like the 2018 one. The people people get excited to go see Halloween during the Halloween times. Everyone's in costumes, and you know, it's just like the vibe of the theater. I will always never forget. So that's what I'll say about Halloween 2018. Hell yeah! So, um, well, we'll move forward. Um, before we usually depart with our guests, we always ask them the same question every week until the movie I'm asking about gets released and I'll have to come up with some new guest <laughs> question. But um, so Dwayne, um, who would you like to see cast in the title role in Karen, Karen Kasama's upcoming adaptation of Dracula? So when I saw this question, I was very, very interested and I tried to come up with like different kind of ideas. So I guess um, the one person that came to my mind, just like his presence on screen and his, his just the way the, you know he's very 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 attractive uh, michael fassbender Ooh. so i could see michael fassbender with some fangs and some long trench coat and stuff so um yeah definitely him and then my other choice is probably like it just elba to just kind of change the norm a little bit that'd be kind of cool so yeah those are my main but mainly michael fassbender yay Hell i yeah. love that <laughs> yeah I've been keeping like a list of like everybody everybody has said yeah. and there's like a solid list. I'm 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 like putting names next to it too in case like one of us predicts it. Did anyone mm-hmm. say Idris yet? Wait. No, no, Idris is the is the first I like that one. Here. Usually when we try to mix it up, it's always Lakeith. Yeah. Lakeith Stanfield. Yeah. <laughs> um so like to reiterate on that, Dwayne, um would you want it to be like a period piece or a, a modern adaptation? Um, well, after watching Fright Night, I really, really enjoyed what they did with that. So as far as Dracula, I I think it would work either way. If you want to make it a period piece, uh, uh, you know, uh, then go for it. Our audiences will still show up. But I think it would be different if you go if you go kind of modern. You know, it d- depends on what they end up doing. You know, as long as everyone, the right people are involved, I'm always down. Mm-hmm. Perfect. So I think that brings us to a close. Um, uh, Kayla, you got any closing comments? Uh, anything you want to promote or where people can find you? You can find me at Kayla, K-A-I-L-A underscore Ren on Twitter. And all my links are on my bio. Dwayne, uh, you got anything you want to promote and where people can find you? Uh, sure, yeah. Um, I want to thank you both for inviting me on once again. I really do appreciate it. Always love talking horror mo- horror movies in general, especially Halloween. And yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Cinemaniac94 and then the uh, my podcast, Cinemania World. You can follow on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Cinemania World. And yeah, thank you once again for having me. Perfect. And as always, you can find my work published at ScreenQueens.com and at SciFiFangirls.com. You can also find me on Twitter, Instagram at JFCDoomBlade. Um, weird name, but I know. Just go with the flow on that one. Uh, we want to thank once again our sponsor, Super Yaki, for sponsoring this episode and giving us an opportunity to talk about Judy Greer. <laughs> um, but yeah, thanks again for listening and sticking with us we got some exciting stuff coming up for the month of november that i'm really excited to share with y'all happy halloween Uh, yeah happy halloween (laughs) thanks Dwayne.
Thank you. I really appreciate it. Thank you.